well, cool. We'll go ahead and get started. So thank you everyone for joining this week's live Chisel Chat. Um, we've been hosting these weekly for the last oh, over a month, um, which is hard to believe. Um, as marketers, we definitely know that you know, kind of the current environment and um, kind of the changing of how we live and work um, definitely has an impact in our marketing strategies. And we kick this off to kind of give you, um, you know, all our customers as well as our team a chance to kind of dig into some strategies and, um, you know, ways that um, marketers and ourselves are kind of working through, you know, kind of the changing of this environment. So we do these every Tuesday, um, noon mountain time. Um, it's myself and someone else on the Chisel team, and we're talking about, you know, different things related to digital advertising um, and the channels and tactics that we can be using. Um, quickly introduce myself. I'm Megan Sullivan-Jenks. I head up the marketing team at Chisel, um, and this week I am joined by Mike Baldessari, um, who is on our product team. Thank you, Mike, for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me, Megan. Uh, do you want to quick introduce yourself and kind of what you do? Sure, yeah. Um, so my journey started at Chuzel about three and a half years ago now. Um, it started as a, a lowly intern uh, on the ad operations team, uh, and I progressed to kind of a little bit more of a key role on technical support, um, which parlayed nicely into my current role, which is a product owner on the product team, helping um, the entire build team kind of deliver what's next in Chuzel. Awesome. And on today's topic, I've been actually working a lot um, with Mike on you know, some upcoming stuff that we have around reporting, but he's usually my go-to resource. So if I have any questions related to, you know, the reporting that we have in Chuzel, as well as like making sense of our like own, you know, campaign reporting. So I wanted to bring him on today to kind of talk about um, you know, campaign reporting and how marketers can, you know, leverage that, um, you know, the value that they get from reporting to make, you know, optimizations and changes, especially in this changing environment, how can we, you know, make the best out of it. So before we kind of like dig in, I kind of wanted to kind of lay a groundwork of, you know, what different types of reporting um, is typically available um, for marketers to gauge the success of their advertising. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, just a brief overview of kind of with Chuzel. Um, there's a lot of different uh, types of reporting that we offer um, that um, I think the key ones to that, that we'll be talking about and going over is, is sort of your basic in-platform in dashboard reporting. So, so the views that you see, those line graphs, um, when you first log in and run a campaign. Uh, then we also have our downloadable detail reports, which get a little bit more granular, which help with making um, better optimization decisions because of that granularity. Um, and then the last one, which has been a big focus for both, the both of us for the last little bit, um, has been the API. Um, so what, what metrics we're bringing through to the API and, and what would be useful to offer in the future. Um, you know, um, when, we, when we look at those reports, the, the goal is to, to answer the question of how is my campaign doing um, by really looking at that base level of budgets, impressions, win rates, 
CPMs and click-through rates. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it's just really important that we take that all into account rather than getting too focused on one individual metric. Yeah, um, I think we'll kind of go into those different metrics and how you can kind of adjust your campaign. Um, so one question I had is like, with the current environment and you know, just how much advertising has adjusted in the last month, um, you know, all around the world, both locally and you know, globally, um, has really forced marketers to adapt their strategies and reporting can, you know, kind of aid in that adaptation. Can you kind of dig into, you know, how do marketers take, you know, the information that's given to them in reports um, and actually adjust their strategies? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the key thing is, is, is getting as close to real time performance um, as possible. Um, it's something that we really strive and, and work towards, you know, to get regular updates to our platform reporting so that as, as at the moment in time that you decide that, hey, I need to look at things that there's no lag in that data. Um, you know, and I think that really makes for an efficient and trackable marketing process. Um, you know, currently the state of marketing um, and consumer behavior is changing weekly. And I think given the COVID thing, it's, it's pretty daily. Um, so many markers are dependent on that real-time information to adjust their marketing strategies quickly and efficiently um, so that they're maximizing that effectiveness um, and seeing like what inventory is, is available in that moment. You know, um, you know, I think, you know, you, got, you, you guys on the marketing side really um, own our advertising campaigns. Um, so I'd be interested to get your take too, if we've got time for it on this call. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, when we compare, you know, like the value of digital advertising and that real-time reporting, like it's a stark contrast between, you know, the more traditional advertising, you know, like print media or even billboards, um, you know, seeing, you know, Times Square placements or billboards like completely empty, like there's a reason for that. And it's because one, consumers are not outside, <laughs> they're at home. Um, but the other side is like, marketers have to quickly change their, you know, strategies as a whole and say, okay, we're no longer gonna do billboard placements and reinvest that money into display advertising or, you know, video um, to tackle those, you know, consumers at home and you know it, it ultimately comes back to you know more and more marketers are going to have to show you know quick um results and you know getting that reporting is going to be even more key um both like now as well as as we go into you know the next couple months um i kind of wanted to talk about you know, I think often when, um, you know, marketers are faced with any type of, you know, digital advertising, whether it's social or um, SEO or, you know, PPC or, you know, display, we have this like preconceived notion of like, it's just a set it and forget it kind of strategy. Um, but the reality is like, it's not. Um, so what are some things with, you know, digital advertising and, you know, programmatic that marketers should, you know, check after they've launched their campaigns and not have it a set it in, forget it type of campaign? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, 
wouldn't it be nice, right? Wouldn't it be <laughs> nice if, if algorithms and artificial intelligence took care of every single decision we had to make? And, and I think there will be some headway made there, you know, in the years to come in our space. But, you know, the truth is, is that the work doesn't end once the campaign is up and running. Um, you got to keep an eye on how the campaign is performing and optimize for, you know, maximum success. And sometimes that, that definition of success changes. Um, optimizations can be the difference between, um, you know, the campaign merely getting impressions and, and achieving that reach and, and actually generating powerful results. Um, we always suggest that um, for optimizations, like the first requirement is, is that you need some data to, to start decisioning off of. Um, so, you know, we always say like, you know, take your best, your best educated guess as to like what's going to work best initially and let that perform for, for 10 to 20% of the budget. Um, and then start to really kind of hone in on like, what is the data I've accumulated with that performance so far um, and make your decisions off of that data rather than like saying, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try another guess. Yeah. And I've, I've been keeping up on, you know, quite a few, you know, external information and kind of data points to even educate it you know, our campaigns further of, you know, like device type is a great example that, you know, before, you know, the stay at home orders, um, I think every single marketer had like a mobile first strategy and was heavily invested in that mobile first strategy. Well, then all of a sudden you get to, you know, a period of time where everyone is at home and they're, you know, device usage, it's changing drastically across, you know, desktop, mobile, um, connected TV, and you kind of have to quickly adjust um, your strategies to you know, kind of align with those, as well as um, be willing to try some different things, um, such as like connected TV and, you know, audio, we've kind of talked about quite a bit on these live chisel chats. But I think totally. it's like the one game changer where if you're just doing mobile only targeting, like, you're kind of missing out on you know a good chunk of um inventory or you know available impressions because people are spending time on their desktops and not necessarily always on their mobile devices yeah totally and thank thank goodness there's options right like you're not stuck with only one lever to pull um and um that's what's always uh impressed me when i first started at chuzel is the, the idea of like let's give them those levers, right? Let's make that self-service um, to be able to pivot quickly in, in times like these. So rather than having to go through, you know, several different channels to like make a change to, a, to, a, to an IO, um, you can make the change live in a platform. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to dig into kind of what we've been working on with tap clicks. Mm -hmm. Two of us have been working on you know, kind of building out our integration um with tap clicks like why is like from your point of view and i can kind of add in in the end um like why do marketers look to you know platforms like tap clicks for you know like their marketing dashboards and reports yeah i mean i think it it's really what they've done is the result of sort of demand within the space that you have kind of going back to the point I just made, you have all these different levers you can pull, not only in, in a single platform, but across, you know, different media types. Um, so you've got 
pay-per-click advertising, you've got Facebook, you've got, you know, traditional display advertising, connected TV. Um, and you really need to see that holistic view to understand what the funnel looks like. And, and, um, and then also, you know, how you can attribute, you know, performance, you know, um, throughout that funnel. Um, so the, the goal of any ad campaign is to really learn from it. And I think getting all that stuff in one common place, um, really helps make those holistic decisions um, so that you can decide like whether it's really there's return on you know shifting budget from from one tactic to the next um, and and I think the other piece too is is like people just want to tell a really good story and tap clicks does a really good job of of allowing you to take your data and tell a story with dashboarding um, and so that's why we uh, started the conversation with them um, and and it's proved to be um, successful so far and I'm, I'm really excited to see how it um, starts to get used going forward um, I think one added benefit um, that that comes from it is is you're storing it they also allow you to store the data in, in more than one place right so um, if if for some reason you know data corrupts one place um, you at least have a backup copy up to a certain point by, by going with a partner like TapClicks or any data, data aggregator, um, which can come in handy if you switch partners, if, if, um, if you, um, you know, make decisions that, you know, ultimately lose some of that data, at least you have it stored in another place. Cool. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, it's, I don't want to be, you know, a broken record, but I think it's really just aggregating reporting and you know, campaign performance is i think a marketer's best tool set um, because it allows you to look at everything as a whole um, as opposed to just looking at you know your strategies by channel um, i think too often you know marketing teams can just kind of live in their own individual silos and not see the kind of bigger picture of what's happening um, and, you know, like a great example is, you know, like now, um, with Chuzel, like our top of funnel, you know, like, um, organic search traffic is really high. Um, and a lot of the, you know, key keywords where we're targeting based on, you know, like educational resources is what is kind of driving the traffic on the site. Um, because a lot of people are, just looking for education opportunities and looking for to learn things because they now have a lot more time on their hands. Um, and I think that even, you know, correlates to, I think I saw Masterclass has like increased their advertising spend by like tenfold um, during this time. And I think that's a great opportunity for just marketers across the board to really kind of double down on those, you know, top of funnel, like educational um, materials. And the only way you can see that is if you see your entire marketing strategy in, you know, a holistic view um, and understand how all of those parts play together. Cool. Um, I guess before we jump off to some questions, did you have any kind of final thoughts you wanted to add in? Yeah, I did. I, I had a couple that kind of came to mind when you first asked me um, to kind of do this Chuzel chat. And 
Um, the first is, is if, if TapClicks is, is attending this Chusel chat, I uh, did want to send them a little shout out. Um, we were really impressed with what they offer in terms of reporting capabilities, um, hence our decision to partner up with them. And, and they were extremely helpful in, um, in getting us that set up. Um, their built-in ability to aggregate large amounts of data uh, and enable marketers to see that wide angle view um, of all their performance across channels is, is just awesome. Um, and we're excited to see how, how that all plays out um, and to learn about how users now are using, you know, that new data that we got in there. Um, specific to that, um, did want to, you know, take the opportunity to say that that, that new TapClicks that integration adds a whole new lo level of granularity um, to our pre-existing API connection, uh, which typically only delivered kind of basic dashboard reporting stats, you know, um, clicks, win rate, um, impressions, just the basics. Um, so tap clicks, the connection that we have now with them uh, gives us performance by creative, geographic location, and inventory. So the sites that you're serving on. Um, we get video specific advertising performance in there. So um, player completes and percentage completes um, to do cost per completed views um, and some of those more attractive video metrics that clients like to see. Um, and then it also includes any dynamic pass back values that we're passing back at conversions. Um, that was a nice win. Um, and then the last thought that came to mind was just um, uh, one reminder, kind of going back to that holistic view approach. And it's when evaluating success, um, you know, of a digital advertising campaign, um, it's, it will, it's still and will continue to be a kind of multi-touch attribution strategy. Um, so multiple channels can get credit for the same conversion. Um, and it's about understanding um, that every touch point really counts. Um, and, and I personally, you know, hope and believe that eventually we'll get to a place where you can set rules about who gets credit for what or split up partial credits. Um, based on touch points. Um, and I think TapClicks is a, a really good, and aggregating all that data is a really good first step towards that. Um, so, if it, and then just kind of shameless choose a plug, but if you're listening and you're interested in getting that connection set up, um, feel free to reach out to either your account manager or support center. Um, and we can certainly start that conversation and, and put people in touch with, with the likes of TapClicks. Right on. Well, I wanted to open up um, any questions. You can submit them in the chat feature on the bottom. I never thought I would do this. I feel like a YouTube blogger. <laughs> yeah. um, At least you haven't asked them to subscribe to our channel yeah. yet. <laughs> subscribe and like. <laughs> cool, so one question is kind of around the creative reporting. Um, can you just explain, you know, like what we're passing back on like, you know, that creative granularity, the performance metrics? Sure, yeah. So it's gonna be those similar metrics that you get in um, the basic reporting at that ad group level. Um, so you can see that holistic ad group um, performance. So that would be like impressions, clicks, CTR, win rate, um, any conversions. Um, so we're now able to pass that at kind of a granularity lower, so creative by a creative. Um, one other cool thing I think TapClicks did was is they integrated in with the previews. Um, so in their dashboard, you can actually see the ad and then next to that ad, uh, the metrics that are associated with just that creative. 
Um, pretty cool. Which, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's, it's kind of a, a pretty thing to be able to show off to a client and, and offer them access to the TapClicks platform um, and then to like kind of see it kind of in a live environment. So, um, so yeah. Cool. Well, I think those are, oh, we have one more. Um, do you have any recommendations on how to optimize campaigns based off of win rate? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think win rate is a, is a really interesting metric. Um, so the way I've always used it is, um, kind of to evaluate whether my bids are either too high or too low. Um, so if I'm winning a, a lot of inventory and my win rate is high, I can probably afford to decrease my bid, um, on that inventory and still win a fair amount of, of inventory. Um, and then, you know, juxtaposed to that is, um, if, if my win rate is really, really low, um, I'm most likely having trouble winning inventory. I'm making it into the auction. Um, uh, but I'm, um, but I'm not winning actual eyeballs on those ads. Um, so th that's really the key indicator there. Um, and, and typically I'm focusing on that if it's a reach kind of reach based campaign. Um, I think the other thing too, when you're thinking about win rate, um, it's also important to keep in mind the targeting tactic that you're using. Um, so for example, if you're using retargeting, you want that win rate to be really high because those are, you know, highly qualified, um, visitors and you want them to, you know, show an ad. Um, so you want to make sure that win rate is up, which will align with, um, kind of the bid suggestions that, um, Mike provided. Well, cool. Um, thank you again, Mike, for tuning in for this week. Um, everyone can, um, you know, be sure to tune in next week. I'm actually chatting with Chisel's CEO and co-founder, Andrew Fisher. Um, and we're talking about you know, kind of how businesses have adjusted um, during, you know, this COVID pandemic um, and how, you know, from a CEO's point of view, um, how Chisel is kind of adjusted during that time. So awesome. Cool. Well, thank you everyone well, for joining and um, have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thanks for coming guys and look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you everyone. Bye.